0: it is adam welcome back to bringing it backwards a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieved stardom on this episode we had a chance to hang out with twin brothers parker and marshall Mulheran over zoom video Parker and Marshall grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and they talked about how they got into music. They got into percussion and drumline at a very early age. In middle school, they joined the school band, did that all the way through high school, ended up attending college in New Orleans, thinking that they were going to pursue a career as a marching band, percussionist, maybe teach music school. And Parker ended up taking a songwriting class and started to kind of get the bug for songwriting. He showed Marshall the song. They... Had a heart-to-heart on some family trip and decided they are going to write songs together. We hear about their journey in music, getting to Los Angeles, putting out their record Blurry right before the pandemic hit, and actually getting a little tour in right before the world shut down, and all about their new record, which is called Paper and Plastic. You can watch our interview with Parker and Marshall on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at bringing back pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple music, it would be amazing if you could follow us there as well. And maybe even hook us up with a five-star via. That'd be great. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Mulherin. Cool. Well, this is about you guys and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the, the new music you're putting out and uh, how you got to where you are now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, since you have a similar <laughs> upbringing, obviously, uh, yeah. where were you guys born and raised? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. In, yeah. in LA now?
1: We're in LA now. Yeah, we okay. lived in Memphis, like born and raised, graduated high school, and then went to college in New Orleans. Okay four years and then saved up back in Memphis after that for a few months and moved to LA.
0: Rad. I'm from Southern. I'm from San Diego, but now I live actually in uh, Tennessee. I live in South of Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it here, but I'm from San Diego. I've worked in San Francisco for a little bit on the radio and back to San Diego. And now uh, my family and I were like, let's, let's move to music city. So we decided to take everybody across the country and now we're in, we're in Tennessee. Oh, what crazy. like what was like, what inspired that? Uh, just, well, the podcast mainly, to be honest, I mean, we're part of American songwriter magazine and they're based right. in Nashville. And it kind right. of all made sense to, to, to come all the way out here and do that. Right. And just a lot of things. And, um, at the time, uh, that was right when, or the pandemic was happening. It was in full swing and my, I wanted my kids back in school and also there was no show. So I wasn't able, it didn't make sense to still be in San Diego to like do the Zoom thing anyway. You know right. what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So I don't know. And I just, I love it here. I think it's yeah the best decision we ever made.
1: Yeah, it's great to leave the place that you're from and like create life in a different place for yourself. I feel like yeah. you a lot you learn a lot about yourself in the process. So for sure. I mean, a- I
0: love LA. I love I love Southern California. Obviously, born and raised. But um, yeah, if I worked in music, if I was you know that that world, I'd probably be more apt to stay there. <laughs> right. yeah. but, uh, if you're not, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, unless you're like an actor or something. But. Yeah, right other than that um well cool i drove through memphis when i was coming here beautiful area beautiful. i didn't realize that there's um is there there's two of the same is it memphis arkansas is there me- west yes. memphis. Yeah, west memphis that. arkansas which yeah, yeah, tripped yeah. me out i'm like it doesn't say i'm in tennessee and then you go across this bridge and then now you're in yeah. west west memphis tennessee
1: yeah, That's, yeah it's such like- a trip It's funny. It's like the river because like the river is like the the border of Tennessee Uh River. And it's like literally right when you cross over, like it's West Memphis, but it's Arkansas. It's not even Tennessee. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Arkansas. So it's not the same county. It's a different state, but it's like West Memphis
0: west memphis arkansas and so you were on the tennessee side of of oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> west, west memphis is, is west not what is not memphis okay we <laughs> we don't, we don't play, we let me we clarify play. yeah
1: it's funny because memphis it's like at the very corner so it's like mississippi and arkansas are all like the tri-state like area mm-hmm. and it's like the greater memphis area includes like horn lake mississippi and like south haven and like west memphis and like these things but it's like it's not Memphis though. <laughs> I got love yeah. for Clinton County and DeSoto County, but but <laughs> yeah, you got <you> Elvis.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. we got Elvis. We
1: got uh, Three Six Mafia. You know, oh, well, you do have Three Six Mafia and oh, yeah. the Grizzlies. And the oh, Grizzlies, no. John Moran <laughs> here right now. John Moran, I think he's from South Carolina, but we are we're we claiming. Oh yeah, we're claiming. Yeah,
0: I have here. to support them. I mean. Now I'm here, and they're the only basketball team. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to start yeah. rooting for the Grizzlies. That's sick. Um, That's good time to start rooting for the Grizzlies. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, they had the Titans too. I'm like, wow, they made the playoffs. So like right out the bay. Well, they, you know, obviously lost, but you know, <laughs> yeah. thought that was pretty crazy. too. <laughs> a basketball state, or at least Memphis, Memphis is, like is like a, a basketball, basketball city, though. big time. Is
1: it really? Did you yeah. guys play basketball at all? We'd play just like a little bit, not like high not school, school team yeah. or anything like that. Our okay. Was like there was a dude in our class who literally like went to the NBA and was like 6'8". No way. So it was like I came in as a freshman, like 5'4", and I saw a 6'8 dude in my first class. I was like, I'm a band kid. Yeah, I know. You don't see that. You're like, I should be on the team. too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, right. But wow. And then he made the NBA. That's insane. Yeah, he was
1: in the NBA for a little bit. That's he was crazy. On, uh, like he played for the Heat for a little bit, and he was on like the same G League team as um Duncan
0: Robinson. Was, like, really,
1: G league with Duncan Robinson.
0: That's crazy. That yeah. is so crazy. Um, well, you guys, are, you said you're in band, which is awesome. I want to back up a little bit here. How did yeah. you both get into music?
1: I feel like it was kind of always a part of our lives. Like we always would sing, just kind of like at home with our mom, and we never like thought of ourselves as singers, but just like sang along to stuff and kind of like realize at an early age that we had like a decent pitch just as singers. Mm-hmm. I feel like that you kind of are born with like having an ear to an extent where it's like you can hear like, oh, I'm singing like, you know, if you're just singing a song, a cappella or something and realizing like, oh, I'm like not singing in the right key and being able to find the right key. Mm-hmm. it was still like we were never like singers we were never in choir and stuff like that well, we were in chorus and like i guess we we're in school. chorus yeah which is like but that's like every kid is like in it. it's in like or like Orff music, <laughs> Orf music right. Yeah. right
0: right right um, well, um,
1: you know, did yeah. you
0: guys well i'm curious there's a lot of twins in my area which i hadn't really noticed until re- like recently i'm like oh wow there's a lot of twins were you mm-hmm. guys in the same classes and everything going through school no, no, they, split, no. they
1: split us up yeah really how early yeah, on we- like right away yeah. Right away, yeah, from kindergarten. It was like, I feel like it's a developmental thing that they're like, yeah, we want to mm-hmm. help them establish socially, like, separate from each other. Yeah, I think in, like, middle, it might have even been until high school, we had different classes. Like, we didn't oh, reach, really, we, like, I think, even in high school, though, for a lot of no, high school. a lot like, of high school. It would be like, we had electives together. Like, we'd obviously have band together. Uh-huh. Maybe, like, Computers. computer class or, yeah. like, AP classes we would have together. Right. A majority of our classes would be separate, even like in the high school.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. A lot of the twins here are all in the same class. Wow. Yeah. uh, I'm trying to like every I know there's at least three sets that live like in my neighborhood, like right here. And all of them are in the same classes and none of them are. I'm trying to think. I think all of them are still in elementary school, though. I don't know if anyone, any of them are in middle school, but or high school, but it, they're in elementary school. They all have the same. They they oh. don't split them up, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's a
1: good. I also, when you were saying there's twins in my area, I was picturing like people like your age, yeah. or like our oh age. no, 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 like yeah, friends I don't of really mine, like eight year old friends of mine, yeah, all <laughs> my all my closest friends, <laughs> <murders>. yeah. <I'm laughs> well,
0: growing up, I, only, I think there was only a couple sets of kids around my age that were twins. Were you the only twins at your school?
1: Yeah. well no Michaela and malika yeah, yeah 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 but- there were twins who were also in the band oh, that's cool they they were i was thankful like they're Michaela and malika they had like kind of like the reverse oh yeah names, yeah great twin names mm-hmm. um but aside from them it was for sure like we were known as like the twins
0: Uh, of course right easy
1: easy branding social (laughs) right
0: oh and the twins will be here yeah okay
1: (laughs) when we were at uh graduation and you know it's just like because everyone you know like line up alphabetically and stuff and like you Mm -hmm. know it's like you're at rehearsal and everyone sees your name get called and you go up and there were people at rehearsal that were like oh there's two of y'all we're like what it was like like people thought they were just seeing the same like you were
0: just the same kid was in their classes throughout the years like oh yeah (laughs) he's
1: still he's never never were at a football game and saw the drum line like you never like what i don't
0: know that's so funny (laughs) well with that like when did you start playing in in band and what was you i i read i thought you played like drums or snare or something did you both play in the marching band Oh yeah. No, okay. we, I feel like,
1: cause we had drum lessons like early. I think I got drum lessons first and he was like guitar lessons, like elementary school, but never really like, like grabbed onto it and mm-hmm. so I kind of fizzled out. And then sixth grade um, you could start like proper band class and like learn percussion. And then seventh and eighth grade, um, we joined the drum line and like started getting private lessons, seventh grade for snare and just like, Got obsessed with it, so Mm -hmm. it was like snare drum was like our thing from like seventh grade, pretty much through most of high school, and we like Like eleventh grade. Yeah, through like eleventh grade, we were just like that was all we were doing. It was like we marched like a year of drum corps if you're like familiar with drum corps, Mm -hmm. like the summer thing. We like marched an open class corps called Memphis Sound. RIP Memphis Sound.
0: Oh, they don't exist Um, anymore.
1: Oh no, it was like Uh. it's a tough thing. It's like a nonprofit Mm -hmm. deal, but uh yeah, March year, Memphis Sound. And like, we're trying to go like the world-class route. There's this chord called Blue Coats that our band director in high school taught. And we would like drive to auditions with him and like get callbacks sometimes and like get to like the last stage of the audition process, but mm-hmm. uh, still love to play and stuff. But yeah, that's where it started. It was like sixth, seventh grade.
0: Okay. And it was drumline. And was that kind of it for through high school and everything? Or were you singing at this point or because you kind of mentioned singing early on but then it just became all what drums and and playing with percussion stuff yeah yeah
1: that was honestly a really helpful thing was um we had like a percussion teacher that was like the assistant band director was a percussionist who played like marimba and xylophone and like all these different things and like Mm -hmm. marimbas and xylophones are set up exactly like pianos Mm -hmm. and so we learned all of our scales on like xylophone and stuff. And uh, so you, can, you like, knew the
0: notes. You could hear yeah. the notes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I just knew
1: all, I like knew all my keys. So it's like I could, like, we took music theory. Yeah. I took like music. Oh, okay. In high school. So that helped a ton. That's like anytime anyone asks me about like wanting to make music or produce or anything, I'm just like, learn your scales. Like, really? Yeah. It's okay. so, so Especially helpful. like scales and arpeggios. It's just, and I'm sure there's like ways you could like get around that or something, but just like that is the basis of how I was like, oh, a chord, is the mm-hmm.
0: idea. yeah, and then like three okay. from there. But, okay. Wow. Be- yeah. So from from high school, did you go to? You, you talked about going where uh, New Orleans for school. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. did you go for? Did you go as a drummer or as percussionist? Yes, it was like we. um
1: Went to Loyola University, New Orleans. And okay. when we were first going down, it was like we were thinking we would, like, it's like, I guess we'll like be music majors or something. And we had kind of like been a little bit like pivoting away from like wanting to just be like career percussionists or career like band director or something. Cause that was like kind of the path in our minds at first it was like, okay, we're like in the band world, we'll like do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, saw that they had like a music industry program. And then, um like kind of did the interview for that and we're like cool like this is what we'll do and the first year we were like music industry like performance track which is like you're still in like a bunch of ensembles we're in like wind ensemble and percussion ensemble and orchestra orchestra like all these things so it still was very much like we were band kids sort of like the first year Mm -hmm. but i kind of like I became a marketing major and was like, I'm just going to like make music <laughs> and like do like the song, like write songs and, um, do that stuff. Parker actually was the one who first started writing songs though. He had a songwriting class mm-hmm. freshman year.
0: Oh, really? And they yeah. did, so your songwriting didn't even begin until you were both at college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Really like kind of started second
1: semester, freshman year, and then really started when we were like sophomores. It was like when we really started making music.
0: Okay. It would it just start with that songwriting class it did actually it was okay. like i
1: got logic um like for christmas and then took that songwriting class and that was like the first time i ever tried like making music in any form
0: mm-hmm. well, i guess uh, we was...
1: recorded covers before that like a couple yeah like i think you had i didn't really record it either. yeah i like recorded some like frank ocean covers on garage band i think like the summer before freshman year
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> I did a then, bad religion cover, actually. So really?
0: Which bad religion song? That's a joke. Oh no, oh Frank, there's
1: a Frank song called bad <laughs> Oh,
0: religion. I was like, yeah. okay. Was be like, crazy. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, I was doing do Frank that. Ocean, I was doing bad religion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy mending of worlds. Uh, All right. I was like, me. wait a minute. Um yeah. that's cool. Well, so when when you started with a, with the a songwriting class, Austin, did you, like, after the end of that, was it like, okay, this is something I really want to focus on? And how do you show your brother, like, and was that, like, a vulnerable, like, kind of terrifying experience? Like, hey, I wrote this song. Do you want to hear me show you what I wrote? Right. It was, like, first of all, like, just making
1: music, like, trying to write a song for the first time in general and just, like being like, okay, here's like lyrics. Like, I guess I have to write a melody. Mm -hmm. And like trying to write a melody for the first time is so hard. Just like, not even just like, but just doing anything where you're like, it just sounds like a song. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I feel like you hear a song and you're like, okay, that's a song. And then you do something. You're like, what I'm doing is not a song. (laughs) I don't know what this is, but it's not a song. Yeah. Like kind of getting over that hump. Of being like, but I mean, like, it's honestly like, there's, it's like bad, but it's not that bad. Like the, the first things I was doing. No, it was good. It was like when I first heard the stuff he was doing, I was like, damn, Parker's making music. Yeah. I gotta start doing that. Really?
0: Yeah. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. if you're going to be like, all right, Parker, let's, let, we should, we should pass and do something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that must've been about like a moment where you kind of, I guess as twins and siblings, mm. that's the, you know. If you write a song, he's the other person that could probably be the most brutally honest to you, right? Right. <laughs> like, it, it, it never
1: really was that. It's like we honestly, that's not really like our vibe. We don't really like. We aren't like the kind of brothers that like we're like shitting on each other or something. Okay, you know what
0: I mean. But you'd probably. I mean, obviously, you respect each other's opinion, and right. if you know Marshall came to you and was like, "Hey, Parker, like, yeah, let's let." You would probably, would you give you, I'm sure you'd give them an honest opinion.
1: Yeah, it's we're definitely <laughs> like both sensitive people though. And we're like very like wary of that. And uh-huh. we're like, if one of us has like written a song that we like, it's like, we won't just be like, I think we need to throw this away or something Okay. Like, <laughs> very like, okay, what do we need to do? I think we need to rewrite the verse on this part, or I think we should switch up the, a little bit or something. Like we're, we're very mindful of like trying to be nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. So thoughtful about it. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's a cool uh, you know, relationship to have. I was just thinking brothers and being like, right. you know, like right. just right away just being the most brutal right. you could possibly be to somebody. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I feel like we're that's yeah it's almost even bad. more uh more like wary of it just because we're I wonder if it's different because we're twins and not like there's not an age gap. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you know, I'm like, I'm four minutes older. I'm not like four years older. So it's not the same like power dynamic thing. It's like we're equals Mm -hmm. and everything. And like, are so aware of each other's like not triggers, but things that, you know could upset the other person or you know they're everyone's like insecurities so yeah i feel like yeah probably even like makes us more conscious of that and like okay. not wanting to step on a toe in a <laughs> mean way right.
0: right right well so once the the songwriting class starts and you know you have the song parker and you show it to your brother and yo this is pretty good is that when you both decide hey we should or when do you jump in Marshall and say, I'm going to write some songs now too, or I
1: feel like at first he was kind of protective of that being like his thing. Oh, but interesting. It like it was funny. Cause freshman year I had this very vague idea that I was going to like work in fashion. I was like GQ. Okay. Where like, <laughs> I'm going to design blazers or something like, and uh, so it was like, that was like, yeah that's my thing i'm doing this and then parker started doing that and i was like that's actually what i should do <laughs> not this and he was like yeah maybe you could start like do like your own songwriting class or something <laughs> it, was, like, <laughs> and it wasn't until he did that whole class like that semester and it wasn't until that summer and we were on like a family vacation like on the beach and took a long walk on the beach together and came back from the walk and had decided to like make music together. Oh, wow. Like, talked about it and it was, uh, yeah, the rest is history, man.
0: Okay. So, from the walk, you decide to start a project together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. do you start writing songs and what releasing them while you're still at college? Is it something you were yeah. talking to anyone else about or how, how did it all start yeah. at, from there? SoundCloud, SoundCloud. Yeah. No. Oh, really?
1: Yeah, this is like, it was like peak, like SoundCloud time, like peak, like blog era, like 2014, 2013 Mm. SoundCloud era. And just like, yeah, like meeting other people. Like one of the first people that I met in college who like made music was our friend Zach, who he goes by Zach Villery is like his name, his artist name. He's like a producer (laughs) and like artist and singer as well. Okay. And he had been like making beats since high school and he was already like a really good producer. And I was just like, Whoa, like he would do stuff. Like he like had like a flip phone and like recorded it closing and using it as a snare. And I was just oh, like, cool. that's a, this kid is a genius. But, um, and so it was really, yeah, it was just like, and, and just even like the music industry program there in general. Um, it was at Loyola in new Orleans, by the way, it was the okay. school.
0: Okay. Um,
1: it's just like any music industry, like program like that. There's just like a ton of kids who make music and are like in bands and are like doing shows. So it's like, it was pretty easy to just go in and be like, Oh, I make music now. And everyone's just like, cool. yeah, That's dope. Like, (laughs) It was was so inaccessible in my mind at first is like, especially high school or like any time before we started doing it, I was like, man, crazy that you can write a song. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, crazy you can do a show. Like, I can't do that. And then it was like freshman, after freshman year, and we start making music, and everyone, there's just shows, people throwing shows all the time. Like, there's such a live music scene in New Orleans. There's so many venues of so many different sizes. Like, yeah, and just having all these other people who made music, who produced it, released it, like made videos, which is like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this is like a perfect way to make it seem accessible now is just being around everyone who's doing it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And when you graduate and you move back to Memphis, is it always the like plan to get to LA? Like at that point, like when when do you decide like okay, let's we we need to get to Los Angeles to really pursue this? Or was something did something happen that made that happen? Yeah, you told Yeah, like,
1: yeah. So I did this thing called RBMA in 2015. So I guess I was. First semester of our senior year, mm-hmm. uh, the Rebel Music Academy, and uh, they like actually uh, that just ended too, mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago. But um, they like basically you submit an application and they choose a bunch of people from like around the world to go to this like two week clinic in like a city, like around I did it, and it was in Paris, and you stay there for two weeks and go to lectures and all this stuff. But anyway, um, we met this woman, Joey NG, who ended up being our manager. And through that, she lived in LA. And originally we were thinking we would move to Atlanta because we had more connections kind of in Atlanta and like it was closer to home. And then right when we met her and kind of like started getting some other little connections in LA throughout our senior year, I was like, hey, we just do the big jump first, mm-hmm. you know? Like maybe we just go straight to LA instead of doing the Atlanta thing. So it was definitely from her kind of like urging and her just being like, do you guys get out of here now? We can do that. So um, shout out to Joey and G. She definitely was like the one who pushed us off that ledge or pulled us mm-hmm. off that ledge <laughs> with
0: her. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did, did she hear some of your songs or, I mean, you yeah. obviously met the person there and then was there a song that she was like, Oh man, like th- we can, this is going to blow up or did a song blow up? I feel like, I feel like it was just the
1: catalog. She really liked the song we had called hypocritical. That was all like SoundCloud. It was all like SoundCloud stuff. Okay. 15. I'm trying to make that stuff inaccessible. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm at the point now I used to be like, so ashamed of like, dude, I got to make this stuff private. I got to like, but it's just like, that was like seven years ago. I'm not like mad at someone going and like hearing like, what what a 19 year old me made i'm fine right like that's a part of like my life it's like i don't know it's it's not it's not bad it's like kind of good i'm not mad at like what that stuff sounds like and (laughs) it's it's just i feel like a thing with getting older right instead of being ashamed of you know Creative output that you're like, I would never make that now. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't. Because, yeah. right,
0: you know, seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like it's you're making the same record seven years later, then there's probably that's, a, that's a new the path. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one, the first record you have out here, at least on Spotify, I'm looking at is Human Nature. Was that the next release after the the SoundCloud world?
1: It was, uh we have put out the song Rendezvous on soundcloud uh, and that was kind of just like a single that was just floating on spotify after a while it was like the first song we were like yeah i guess we can like play into this spotify thing like, yeah whatever like, we, like <laughs> i didn't have spotify and so like we had already been making music for a while and it was like kind of harder to get your music on spotify at that time so we were just like but
0: it was really it was that song rendezvous and then um which you days. ended up just throwing up on Spotify or Eric yeah. got some legs on, on SoundCloud, which attracted some attention or something. It was
1: kind of just like the first song. Cause we had some, like some songs did well on SoundCloud, like back in the day mm-hmm. like, rel- relatively. And um, it was kind of just the first one that it was like, Okay, I guess like at this point, we should start uploading to Spotify. <laughs> it was uh, like okay. The day the song came out, it was like a few weeks after the song or came like out. Like months, even. Or like months <laughs> after the song just came Spotify out. Just
0: Spotify became the thing that you're like, oh, we should probably get on this. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's so
1: funny thinking about that now, but yeah, like, because you don't get paid from SoundCloud. It was just so funny. Like, people, like, like all the huge like SoundCloud producers, it's like are just they were just making zero money. Yeah, right. So SoundCloud was making zero money. Yeah, <laughs> no ads. Like, it was a weird time where everyone just yeah. no making money. Like there's a lot of eyes on stuff, and people are everyone's just broke. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird. Well, it's
0: interesting too because yeah, so many artists came out of that world, right? Then like you guys, for example, or like Pau is a big SoundCloud guy, and then he had this huge hit that just happened over. You know, a year or two ago, and like it's just interesting. And then it's like the world changes when, oh yeah, you know, people latch onto what's happening there, and then it starts to kind of do something. Oh, yeah. exactly. And then it kind of becomes real world. Even like right. Bryson
1: Tiller, like Bryson Tiller was like a SoundCloud guy at first, kind of.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. I'm trying to think of other. Chris Malone was a
1: SoundCloud guy.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. No. That's crazy to think. Yeah. Um, so from there you go to Spotify, but at this point you're in LA already, right? In 2018.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like 2000 okay. we moved there January 2017. And like there 2017, there was like this kind of conjecture around, you know, a, a mystical, like a deal. Yeah. It was like in the air. It was we like-, like took a bunch of meetings for this like deal and like negotiated terms and it was like this whole thing and it was like so what human nature was like gonna come out under that deal and then the deal just like completely dissolved yeah like the, around the thing end, around the end of 2017 and then that was when we were like oh damn all right yeah he's yeah, crazy and yeah. then so it was, we just like kind of like you know pull your pants up and you're like cool that's uh release all these songs that we've had that we thought we were going to have all this stuff for and just, like, start, like, doing the indie Doing the indie thing. In 2018, we released, like, basically, like, a song a month Mm -hmm. until Human Nature came out. Okay. So, we just, like, released, like, 10 or 11 songs in 2018.
0: (laughs) Just, like... Yeah, just single, single, single until the full record was out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Never Know is, like, massive, right? So, is that the first song to really launched in the in the beginning for you guys it's funny because it's like
1: and it and it's i think an indication of like kind of why playlisting is like interesting and mm-hmm. like misleading because okay. like never know it's been like it's been in this one playlist called low-key on spotify for like uh-huh. four years straight and so i think it's just like through virtue of just being in that playlist for so long it was just like a steady just like it just got plays but uh-huh. it's like no one, like no fans or anyone, like no one comes up and is like, dude, Never Know is my favorite song. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's like that. It's definitely my least favorite song. <laughs> 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 it's
0: funny.
1: It's like, it's we almost when we put it out, we're like, I guess we put this out, man. Like, whatever. Wow. <laughs> um, that is really interesting. It's so funny. And like, yeah, it's definitely like never. Like at a show it's not like oh I found you guys through never know it's yeah. like never that and people are like why didn't you play never know like yeah. not, it's just not so because but it's just like it's just been like for whatever reason whoever is Spotify was just like oh this is a vibe. I'm gonna put it in <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> it's a low key
1: vibe. It's a low key vibe. vibe. <laughs> yeah. And um but it's just yeah it's just like that was like kind of an early indication and that's really our only song to get any editorial playlisting ever on Spotify yeah. for the record, also. Oh,
0: wow. Well, then yeah. others, I mean, Blurry has a bunch of big songs on it, too. And and that the, was uh, a lot uh, of that's that just Discover Weekly. Yeah, Discover
1: Weekly has been huge yeah, for us. Discover Weekly and just like algorithmic playlists on Spotify. That's
0: and, amazing. But uh,
1: but um, but yeah, it was just kind of an, an interesting indication of like, oh, yeah, playlisting, like just because a song has like, you know, 10 million or, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, right indicate like what songs people are like the most people are singing along to at a show or something, you know?
0: It also doesn't indicate whether or not that person has any sort of like, like you could play a show. Right. I mean, like you'll, you'll see artists on the whatever, you know, have 10 million streams on one song and maybe people just know the song. They don't know who the artist is. Right. I think you're in a better position having people not come up to you and be like, dude, never, you know, it's yeah, like, they're yeah. actually there for the other songs in your catalog. Right. Yeah. It's like the difference. I, I remember
1: some of our friends, they, they were kind of like that. And it was like, they're like, yeah, we don't have like big singles. We're like a catalog artist. And I just thought that mm-hmm. was like a cool way to put it where it's like, people are into you for like the whole thing. Right. It's like, that's such like a better position to be in kind of. And then like, if you're that kind of artist for a while, and then you have the single, it's just kind of like,
0: yeah, you already have this this group following you, and then you could have one massive hit or whatever. Then every right. they're ten million stream song that everyone else is coming in and right. involved in it. Right. But it's like, yeah, you, you especially with people on like TikTok and all these these outlets that are just making a hit, and it's like whoosh, like through the chart, and then they've got to what follow that up, with no fan. Maybe it's, they made it on their, you know, sure, Mike, in their in their basement or in quarantine, and it just catches fire and some tiktok algorithm and then right. what do you how do they follow that like are it's, you now an artist or yeah
1: the tiktok stuff is so weird too because it's like it's so unlike all the other main social medias like it's so different than instagram and twitter mm-hmm. and like even just in terms of like because i've just like been more active on it in the past couple of months and it's just like looking where you'll see someone who's like oh wow this person has like two hundred thousand tiktok followers and mm-hmm. then like the last 10 ones they posted have like 900 views or something.
0: And you're just like, yeah. the algorithm is, is
1: completely different. Is yeah. What, what
0: I I've heard, I was listening to somebody talk about this because it it blows my mind. TikTok is still a thing I'm like trying to wrap my head around. And apparently it's because no one, I guess somebody was saying that the following on TikTok is more of a clout thing than anything else, because no one is really on the following part of TikTok. You're always on the for you thing. So you could have a thing go nuts and maybe people will follow you from there. But the likelihood of them ever seeing another one of your videos, (laughs) is like slim to none. But but if you land like, you know, the ones that get a bunch of no matter what it is, they'll get a bunch of things is because TikTok knows like, okay this person's content is gets a lot of engagement. So we're just going to keep throwing them in front of everybody on the thing. So it's essentially like a gigantic, um, like a focus group, right? You can put a song up and you have just as much of an opportunity for it to go viral as me at my house. Or, I mean, which is a, such a cool thing, I think too. Super interesting. Yeah. It's it's,
1: it's interesting too, for songs that blow up on there too, because it's, it will create, it can, it can create a career and it create obviously like so much money. If, you know that like funnels to spotify right also it's the same thing where like with easy come easy go you know like it's not really you're not like creating like a dedicated fan a lot of the times with like Mm -hmm. a random song that people happen to do like some a challenge (laughs) challenge or if it's like just a trend to like make a certain kind of video and that's the song that's under it it's just yeah It's really interesting. There's nothing, nothing. It seems like as virality continues to be a thing, like nothing replaces getting like a true fan through like them seeing you at a live show or something. Nothing is like really going to like be as tactile as that.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree with you because all it takes is like, you know, like we said, one person, like the engagement happening, happening, happening on the one thing. And it just goes, and then what? the the next video you do no one could care about it
1: yeah Yeah. and then when that video is not on the for you page then it's just like oh yeah yeah okay that's it (laughs) yeah and you
0: got to try to get people to come over to your spotify or come over to your website or your youtube channel because you're not making anything on from what i understand i don't know i don't work there but i've I've, from what i understand tiktok doesn't pay much of anything when it comes to getting views on stuff
1: Yeah, they have like the creator fund thing, but I have like no idea how that works. (laughs) The general pay scale on that is.
0: Yeah, I was listening to the chef talk about TikTok and he has like 400,000 followers, which is really in the scheme of TikTok, it really isn't even that much, which blows my mind. Uh, But he was talking about how like, He'll do a video and it'll have a million plus views or whatever. And the amount of money he makes from TikTok doesn't even pay for the food that he just made in the video.
1: Oh, yeah, I bet.
0: Yeah. Which is like so, it blows my mind. It's like a million plus people saw this and you're making absolutely nothing on it. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. You know. <laughs> what a world. Anyway, a world. back to you guys and your songs. I wanna hear a little bit about Blurry. It came out in 2020. And uh, was that pre or post pandemic? Pre.
1: Uh, pre. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so did you have a lot of big stuff planned? I'm imagining for Blurry, and then mm-hmm. the it was, gets it, it, out.
1: It really worked well because our we went on tour. Our friend Zach, that we went to college with, mm-hmm. he like, um, has done like well as like an indie um, and just like kind of like pop singer producer guy, mm-hmm. and um, we like went on tour with him in February 2020. From February to like March 8th. It was February 7th <laughs> to March 8th.
0: Just made it right under the,
1: was like the radar radar. there. Indiana Jones. And and, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we we toured with him for a month. And it was like literally Blurry came out like the day tour started. Uh, okay. So we like toured with him for like a month, did like 22 shows or something. And um, I think that was honestly a big part of like why some of the songs did like well from Blurry it was just like it's crazy. Just the difference of like being, it's like, cool. I'm in front of like two to 300 to maybe 500 people a night, like mm-hmm. 22 times. And just like watching that, like watching your like Instagram, like every night, it's just like, cool. We got 40 followers. That's today. amazing. Yeah. Like in person, you know, and real like, people, right. Real, real fans people. that care. It was like, that was a huge. And like, that wasn't even like a huge tour, but it was just like that. The real life thing. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. How like, how you feel it, and you're just like, oh, this is real. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like after shows, you'll see it's like, oh, like I can see like this many more people are listening on Spotify right now. You know
0: what I mean? Or like, yeah, right? Versus, it's like a yeah, yeah versus not just having it out there and maybe getting playlisted. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, that was huge,
1: but it did. There were still other plans for the rest of the year that got completely foiled. <laughs> yeah. Right. There right. We had planned on doing like. A headline show because we did a headline show after Human Nature in LA that mm-hmm. like surprisingly like sold out. It was like a 150
0: cap room,
1: but still, still to good, us dude. it was like this is crazy. Uh, right?
0: And like, LA when there's 10 billion other things happening that yeah, same night, was, right? and I was so, just like,
1: and I'm not a real artist. I can't <laughs> believe these people are doing it. It was cool, yeah. So we definitely had planned to do. You know, we had like a 250 cap room. It was like the Moroccan lounge in L.A. Oh, yeah, I know that place. We were like, we had the date. We were like, it was going to be in September, which was obviously completely off. Like, Right, right. But but, uh, yeah, thank God we got that tour. Uh, It's still insane to think we were in rooms full of people. We were taking (laughs) pictures with dozens of people after every show. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Get over exactly. Here. Exactly. I have no idea. It's so no, bizarre at all. Well, talk to me about this new record. Paper and Plastic 1. Yes. Yeah, I mean, well, real quick, I'm just going to ask the stupid generic question. Is there a 2? Oh, yeah. There is. Okay. Yeah. Figured. Okay. Um, yeah. well, let's let's talk about 1. So, Paper and Plastic 1. This is pretty much, yeah, you can start. Oh, no, I was just say. Oh yeah. Um,
1: this has been songs that we've been a lot of times when we make projects, it was like this was blurry and it was kind of like this with human nature. We kind of just are making music and then you kind of look up and you go, Oh, we have some songs here. We could, these kind of fit together. These kind of fit together. And the paper and plastic one songs kind of had like the more, you know, organic feeling a little more of like that, wooden texture and like, like they the all kind of f- guitar. Yeah. Right? there's like
0: acoustic vibe on it yeah.
1: for sure. And so it was like, okay, these kind of feel like a thing. And it was fun. Like at that point, once we were like, okay, these are the four songs to be like, okay, we're going to wrap these up and kind of like being able to know that, okay, these are all going to be on the same thing. How can we add instruments to them to kind of make them even that much more cohesive? There are like certain textures that we added and we were finishing all of them to like bring that much more together which makes me even more excited to like once these both of these projects are out to do an album and from the beginning be like okay we're like making an album Mm -hmm. because we never had like done that it's just kind of like we make stuff and then you group it afterwards but like Uh, okay in finishing this and like the next one it's kind of cool to like realize like you're moving with the intention of like all of these are together and trying to you know, work towards that end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of these were, I guess all of them were really like pandemic songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like the post pandemic Mulherin stuff that was like, you know, labored over and I don't know. It was a weird time. Obviously like 2020 was like a crazy. Right. Time. And to kind of like come out of that and like make stuff and finish music was like, A huge, huge positive for us, just even work wise and like confirming to yourself that you're a creative person and that you are an artist. And because you know, you question all that stuff when after a while you're just kind of like in the house and then you don't really know what you want to say, you don't really know like what you want to do. And it's like it felt like all this momentum we had just stopped. So it was like Mm -hmm. it was a really strange time for a little bit. And honestly, like I feel like finishing this music was like very good for us for just like having a you know goal and like moving and creating momentum for ourselves
0: again you know? mm-hmm. would you say that the being inside had any or you know being stuck in this pandemic had any effect on the record or the songs you were writing I,
1: probably i guess just in terms of being more even more introspective i feel like we're always introspective and stuff mm-hmm. but uh-huh. what do you think yeah, I feel like, yeah, probably like implicitly, but it's not like, they're not like pandemic, refer- they're not referencing. Well, right. I mean, like,
0: I guess my, I, let me phrase my question better. <laughs> like when, when it comes to like the production or lyrics, like you probably had a lot of time to sit and listen to the songs that you wrote a bunch of times before it was like, okay, we're, you know, maybe we're not going to release it right now because of the pandemic or we can't tour it. So we're going to hold on to it. Like, did you have a lot of time to sit and like over critique or any did, like that didn't come into play at all? Yeah.
1: And uh, I'll, I'll say honestly, what, what helped kind of break through that is we started kind of doing sessions with friends of ours, friends of ours who are like producers in mm-hmm. the sense that like they produce for other people. And so getting to like work with other producers and kind of like, just cause we haven't really done that many like sessions with other people or like made music with other people that much for mm-hmm. like, you know, how long we've been making music. Yeah. And it was like starting to do that. And like with like people who are like real producers, like for a living, are producers and you know, make good money doing it. And just seeing how other people work, it was kind of just like, oh, cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of like definitely informed the way that we're like, we've been finishing stuff. And yeah. So honestly, like if anything, it like helped. You okay. know? Like, yeah. Like like being kind of like locked down and then starting to kind of like just here and there, like work with other people on, you know, not even stuff for us, but just like, it'll be like, Oh, we're going to do like, you know, some beats to like submit for X artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and just doing that, like really helped us like, kind of approach production in a more methodical way and like finish these songs in. And like, especially with the next one, even, yeah, it's like even a little more. Yeah. No, I feel like it's just getting to a point where you listen to something and being able to be like honest with yourself where it's like, oh, I think like this part's boring or something. Or like, I think we need to like, we could cut this down. Like we can like make this more concise or whatever. Cause when you're doing like a lot of the stuff that we were trying to like dip into is like. The pop world kind of or like the pop r&b world or like these different mm-hmm. things where you're trying to like catch people's attention and um i feel like it's just opening your ears up to like keeping something like keeping the ball rolling with the song and that's like yeah that and being able to just be honest with yourself and that that doesn't mean the song is bad like if you're like making something with someone else and they're like yeah i think like this is dope but i think we need to like add some stuff here so it doesn't like lose steam or something and like Mm -hmm. if you're by yourself and you're like like before i'll just be like god this song's boring i guess it sucks or something like now you have somebody to kind of
0: bounce ideas off or to like throw their you know creative idea in there yeah that makes a lot of sense or even just like with yourself being able to
1: know like oh this idea isn't bad i just need to like like change this beat at this part Mm -hmm. or something just to be Mm -hmm. able to have like I think it's just like opening your ears
0: up and sure. learning to listen to music better. Okay. Yeah. With, I mean, obviously there's a second part to this record. Uh, yeah. The first one is like we, you were saying earlier, acoustic driven in the sense, yeah. like is that kind of the vibe on the second half or is it change up quite a bit? And is that why you were able to kind of clump these together and paper and plastic part two together?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like the, it's paper and plastic, so it's, like, assuming that the first one is paper and then the second one is, like, plastic. Okay. And it's, like, definitely more, like, synthetic sounds and, like... Um, like more drum heavy. Yeah, um, more, like, some, like, drum stuff and, like, just the production is more, like, synthetic sounding and, like, you know, there's, like, more, like, some songs have, like, more tuning on the vocals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, just a different, like, kind of darker vibe a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, awesome, no, man. it's a different world, man. I'm excited to, you know, move, because some of these songs still aren't done, obviously. We're still, like, trying to figure out, okay, what, what does this one need? Like, how do we really, like, double down on it? Right. That was kind of something with Paper and Plastic, where it was like, okay, like, Better For You is the first song we've ever gotten strings on and Mm it's like okay this is a a world like let's double down on this world and like let's actually get real strings on it and like with the song on paper and plastic it's like somebody i know i miss it's like okay like it kind of has a live feeling let's actually put live drums on it like let's double down on that Uh, okay so like for this one it's kind of the same thing we're at the point where it's like okay we're doing like we're Toying with these like different ideas and like sampling ourselves and like having it feel like a little more like some of it feels like maybe a little more dance music influence or some of it feels a little more like choppy, or choppy something. and like so it's like okay like how now how we're in the stage kind of with that one. it's like okay we're doing it like let's really do it
0: like how do we double down on like those ideas? Got it. Well, awesome. I like I said I love the the record. The, the one you just put out. So I can't wait to, the, to, to hear the second one. And uh, I appreciate you both so much for doing this. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us, man. It was great talking. Yeah. I have one more quick question. and I want to get an answer from both of you, if that's cool. Uh, yeah. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah. Um,
1: we were just talking about this the other day. Um, I think just like collaborating with people that you think are good or just like collaborating in general is so this is maybe uh, just maybe not underrated at all, but (laughs) to me it's underrated (laughs) because I just didn't do it for so long. And I think it's just, um, I would say just don't be afraid to like put yourself out there and collaborate with people. Even if you think you're going to like, because I think it can be easy to like get in your head and be like, Oh, like, but then if I do like a session with this person and we make a bad song, they're going to think that I'm bad, Mm -hmm. but like it's like I say, just like get over that feeling as soon as possible and just like try working with other people and seeing how other people work, like how other producers, like writers work. And yeah, just be open to that. Even if you still just want to make music and like mostly by yourself, like open up and try collaborating with people sometimes because it can like completely change the way you think about your process. That's my love. That. Yeah. love that. yeah, that's that's huge, man. Um, I would also. On like the flip side of that just make stuff if you want to make music like start right now like start doing it like you can get logic if, if you're not like a guitar player like that or you're not a keys player you can start learning and then even just finding chord progressions online and just dragging in a garage band like there's stuff you can do to like really just like start the ball rolling and like just start trying to do it and figuring out your own way. And like, for sure, collaborating with other people is something I wish I had done more early on. And I definitely agree with that, but also like just trial and error for yourself and kind of figure out what works for you and figure out your voice as a producer and your voice as a songwriter. And like, you're only going to do that from actually actually doing it. You know, a lot of people like the idea of, Oh man, like I'm, I want to be an artist because they like how that sounds. And they like the idea of being able to post about their music coming out or something. Cause I've, I know a lot of people who are like, man, I want to do that. And it's like, you can do it like right now, like today you can start. And like, and I know that can be hard. It can seem like such a far off, like, cause that's how I felt. I was like, yeah, I can't write a song, but it just took getting to the point of making like the first one and making the second one. And even if it sucks, like you don't have to release stuff for a long time and just like starting like now and figuring it out, trying to do.